Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Broncos, brought to you by XBet.ag and the Locked On Podcast Network. In tonight's edition of the show, we're going to bring you a little special Fan Wednesday edition of Locked On Broncos. Yesterday was our coveted Twitter Tuesday, where the fans decide to show their questions play a big part of it. Great feedback, as always. Appreciate you guys. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. I'd like to listen to more. I'd like to have more of you fans here on the show, Locked On Broncos, talking about the Denver Broncos. So we have our first ever fan guest on here today, Newt Scamander. Okay, he's the one who, got, who won the Locked On Broncos contest where he answered the three trivia questions that I asked a couple weeks ago. He's our first ever fan guest here on the show. We're going to do more, and it's going to be on Fan Fridays. But because we're in a bye week this week, no games to break down for the Denver Broncos. We're going to analyze the Fan Friday. So I have Newt on the show. I'm going to ask him about why he became a fan, what led to him becoming a fan, and why the Denver Broncos are important to him. And I'm going to also jog his memory, see what his favorite memories were for the Denver Broncos. If you want to be on Locked On Broncos Fan Friday edition going forward, my next man up on, on Fan Friday will be Scotty Coleman at ScottyCo21. My man, Scotty Coleman, is going to be the next guy who also answered the Broncos trivia questions correct, almost in the same exact time that Newt did at Vans on the Moon 444. You can follow him over there on Twitter. Also, be sure to go over to Twitter right now. If you're not already following me, Follow me at Cody Rourke NFL and obviously the show at Locked On Broncos. Tweet me, send me a DM, I'll follow you back. If you want to be on Fan Friday of Locked On Broncos in the near future, we'll have you here. What a great show we have in store for you today. Obviously, I love hearing why fans have become fans of the Denver Broncos, how long they've been fans, and you really get to see why sports and obviously Denver Broncos brings people together. And you're going to get all that here on tonight's edition of Locked On Broncos. On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are back, back, back here on Locked On Broncos. It's Wednesday, and I apologize, guys, if my voice sounds a little raspy. I'm overcoming the sore throat and a combination of coaching. You yell a lot as a football coach, and I happen to be yelling a lot, standing in the rain, coaching a game, and being at practice in the cold our rain as well. So I apologize for my voice, guys. I got this these cough drops that are getting me by, but the show must go on, correct? So we're going to bring you Locked On Broncos here tonight. Obviously, Newt Scamander is going to be joining me here in just a few moments here on Lockdown Broncos for our first ever fan edition. Okay, Fan Wednesday here. It'll be Fan Friday going forward, but Newt's is, you know, like I said, is the contest winner. So before we dive into the interview with Newt and why I figure out why he's a Broncos fan, when he became one, and and what being a Broncos fan means to him and, and his favorite Broncos memories, I want to remind you real quick, guys, if you love football, if you love stats, and you're a numbers guy, please head on over to iTunes right now and leave a review. Leave a leave a nice, detailed review. I mean, you don't have to leave a detailed review, but it would be nice to leave a review over at Locked On Broncos. Tell us what you think about the show, why you love the show, what it means to you, and, and how it supports 
supports you or keeps you informed with all things Denver Broncos. And when you do that, also be sure to leave your Twitter handle in the comments as well in that review. And Pro Football Focus and the Locked On Podcast Network will go through and they will select one person, one lucky listener for a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription powered by Pro Football Focus. Now I tell you what, Pro Football Focus is dynamic. It is elite. It is absolutely game changing. The reason for that is, is because you get to find out what your what your favorite player grades out of. If it's a defensive back, a linebacker, a fullback, wide receiver, quarterback, you want to find out what stats, you know, the quarterback has when facing pressure to his left, to his right, and how he grades out. Pro Football Focus has a deep analytical perspective that covers you and keeps you informed on who actually played good and who played bad, despite what appears to be. Okay, they go through down, they break the film down, they break the game down. They have a formula. I'm not quite sure what it is yet, but it's a very good formula, and it keeps you informed on how well players are performing. And obviously, when we look back at last year, Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr. were the top-graded defensive backs through Pro Football Focus. Now, if you want information like that, you can get it free by just going and leaving your name, your Twitter handle, in a review over at iTunes for Locked On Broncos. Tell us why you love the show. Leave your Twitter handle, and you may win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription powered by Pro Football Focus. Now, another thing before we get into it is I, I'm absolutely impressed with how you know the the NFL community you know they always come together in some certain way right and I'm not going to get into this whole protest thing or or the the kneeling okay that that's not what the show's about it'll never be about that okay I want to talk to you guys about football and sports but I, I love how sports as a platform can bring people together in the face of tragedy obviously we want to send our thoughts and our prayers out to all the victims families uh, those affected by the shooting over in Las Vegas uh, absolutely terrible terrible to wake up in the morning and be able to see that and hear that on the news just makes your heart turn a little bit. So my best advice to everybody outside of the condolences that I express and the prayers that I'm sending to everybody out there affected, we need to be kinder as people towards one another. Because at the end of the day, guys, you know, we, we love football. We love the ability to watch it. Okay. But life is more important. You know, caring about other people is a little more important. So I hate to get sappy for a moment, but I think it's important. It's an important message I wanted to share to take the time that I have this platform is that be kind to one another. Okay. I know we get caught up in football debates, and then when off, I, I see it all the time on Twitter, it resorts to name calling and it gets negative. Love everybody, man. I love every single one of you guys that listen to Lockdown Broncos. So thank you very much as well. But another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about real quick is something I like to call XBet.ag, another online sports book that is very beneficial to what I like to do in, in terms of betting for fantasy sports and entertainment as well. I like my money and I like to get it now. Now, I don't have to wait anymore from FanDuel or DraftKings, head on over to xbet.ag right now. They're one of the best new sports books out there. And if you know me, you know I'm a sports book guy. Anytime I can have an opportunity to raise my funds, to stack my cash, I go to xbet.ag and I use them specifically because they've added this new kind of element to it. I don't have to go to Vegas to no longer put in wages or bets that I have. They offer live in-game wagering. So if the Denver Broncos defense is trying to hold off Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in the fourth quarter and you predict that Von Miller is either going to sack Tom Brady or the defense is going to get an interception. You can bet on that, wage on that live in the fourth quarter in game wagering brought to you only by xbet.ag. And if you go over there right now and enter promo code xbet, you receive up to 100% deposit bonus up to $300 by just going up and signing up at xbet.ag. Go over there right now and do it today and win big. I promise you won't regret it. And now I'm joined by New Scammer. He's the guy who won the 
Locked On Broncos trivia contest where I asked three questions. The first one being, who is the Denver Broncos running back that ran all over the Dallas Cowboys in 2005 on Thanksgiving? He he mentioned it was Ron Day, and he got that correct. The next question I asked him was, which NFL safety, former Denver Bronco, in the AFC Divisional game back in 2005 for the Denver Broncos, forced pressure on Tom Brady to throw the pick to Champ Bailey that he returned 99 yards before being tackled out of bound at the one yard. He answered Nick Ferguson. That's correct as well. And then the third question that he answered that was the correct answer was, who was the Denver Broncos draft pick in 2008 out of Kent State? He answered Jack Williams, and he was correct as well. So, Newt, how did you know these answers, my man? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, and I just had to look him up on the Internet. I was actually working out in the morning um, at the time. So, yeah, I looked on the tweet, and nobody had answered him yet, so I figured I might as well go ahead and look him up and answer him for you. Well, see, that's not bad. You know, honestly, I don't expect everybody to know that. Like, you know, if I asked somebody who was the seventh round draft pick in 2003, not a lot of people would know. So definitely you can use your (laughs) research skills on that. But you know what? You answered the questions right. It was absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you stay tuned and you listen to the show. So that's very important as well. So, you know, I know we had Chad Jensen. He was the previous host over at Lockdown Broncos. He did a phenomenal job. And ever since I took over, you know, I've, been, I've just been looking to make ways to match it to where the fans are just as interested as they were when Chad was talking. So I appreciate you listening and, and staying tuned and also commenting and tweeting the Twitter page. Heck, yeah. Um, I've been listening for a while now, ever since Chad was doing it. And uh, we were just waiting for Lockdown Broncos to get a new host. So I'm glad they found one. Well, you know, I was very, you know, pleased with the opportunity when it came my way. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about your Denver Bronco fan history. Obviously, I want to know how long have you been a fan of the Denver Broncos? I've been a fan ever since I can remember. My uh, mother was the main reason that I became a big Denver Broncos fan. Awesome. And so when did you first start becoming involved in watching Broncos games? Can you give me a year on that? Yeah, I uh, let's see. I was probably 10 years old. That'd be 2001 when I really started taking interest and watching games with the family. Okay. And what was if you could go back in time, what would be one of the fondest memories you've had, you know, being a Denver Broncos fan? What game memory stands out the most to you that you memorize that means a lot to you that you remember watching and feeling the emotions whether it be victory or defeat which game stands out to you the most oh gosh um there's so many but probably the most vivid one i have right now would be oh i don't even remember the year that year we went to the afc championship against the ravens and lost in overtime uh, that one was just a heartbreaker, and that's the one that stands out the most. <laughs> you know, when I look back at that game, that was the Denver Broncos were actually putting up numbers in the first half, and obviously you had Trendon <laughs> Holiday. He had a kick return, and he had a punt return for a touchdown. At that point, you're watching, you're like, you know what, the Denver Broncos have this one in the bag. And come fourth quarter, <laughs> right. it, it, it's, it's you know, I was pulling my hair out, and then obviously, we, you know, the most famous meme, I'm sure you can remember it, is on Facebook. It, it's got a picture of a man and woman laying in bed, and the guy's back is turned to her, and she's thinking, I wonder if he's thinking about somebody else, and he's thinking, I can't believe Raheem Moore gave up that touchdown pass to Jacoby Jones in in the AFC yeah. Divisional game out there. That gives me nightmares, man, you know, because that was truly a year that the Denver Broncos, you know, they were clicking on a lot of cylinders. Defense was actually playing pretty well. You had 
Von Miller, you had Elvis Doomerville, and you still had Champ Bailey. And I know the, the prime goal was to get Champ Bailey into the Super Bowl. You couldn't do it that year, but the year after, the Denver Broncos finally made it, and then they absolutely got schlacked by the Seattle Seahawks, which, <laughs> in my opinion, I think turned out to be a very good thing. And the reason that I believe that is is because there was a formula that was created that was visible, and John Elway knew it right away, that in order to be successful – he had to look at revamping the defense. When you have a dominant defense, that can make all the difference. And, and we saw that because the Denver Broncos had one of the most high-powered offenses in NFL history, record-setting offense, and they were going up against the best defense. And many thought the Broncos would steamroll this game. But like they said, defense wins championships. The Seattle Seahawks came out. And it was That's definitely right. it was a hard it was a hard year for me after that. It was very difficult to come to grips with the reality of the Super Bowl loss, 43 to 8 in the fashion that it was. So, you know, what, um, when I think about it, where do you live right now? Are you in Denver? What was that? Do you live in Denver? I do not. I live in Des Moines, Iowa, actually. Awesome. So you got your Broncos colors all the way out in Iowa, man. That's, that's absolutely yes, awesome. Yes, I do. Have you ever been to a Broncos game before? Um, the only Broncos game I've been to was probably two years ago. I went to see them in Kansas City against the Chiefs that year that Bradley Roby had that strip strip fumble taken back for a touchdown. Oh my goodness. What you know what? The one game you decide to go to it happens to be <laughs> one of the greatest games ever cuz I remember game. that game. Gosh, you know, I'm going to ask your I'm going to ask your opinion because you were there. How did it feel yeah. in person obviously with the Broncos finding themselves down 14-0 early with Peyton Manning throwing the pick to Marcus Peters? That was tough and it was deflating and the Broncos offense couldn't get things moving. Obviously the defense forced Jamal Charles to fumble once in the first quarter. David Bruton picked that one up. The defense was actually playing well. Akeem Talib had an interception on Alex Smith, but the Broncos found themselves down 14-0, couldn't get anything going in the Gary Kubiak style, and then in the second half Peyton Manning ran what Peyton Manning's the best at, and that's the no-huddle quick shotgun offense out of the pistol as well, throwing the ball quick. He knows where it's going. It was more telegraphed than anything. What was it like? And obviously we know the ending. Bradley Roby picking up Jamal Charles' fumble for a score to win the game after it was tied. Tell me about it. Walk me through some of the memories, the sights, the sounds, and the feelings that you felt during that game. No, man, it was just incredible. That whole experience from the beginning to the end it was just great um the fans were a little rough um i can definitely say that we were in the the teeth of the the fans that's for sure in the end zone um but after the game i just remember me and my mom my dad we were all going nuts and uh walking out of that stadium you could you could definitely hear all the broncos fans chanting you know i think What's it like being in hostile territory? I tell you what, one time I did walk around a hostile territory. I was a young guy, had a Jay Cutler jersey on. This was probably Jay Cutler's sophomore year in the NFL. I actually went to San Francisco, and I went to the Oakland area with a Broncos jersey on, and my uncle told me, you should probably take that off around here, and so I did. But, you know, the good thing is I got a picture with two Oakland Raiders cheerleaders wearing my Denver Broncos sweatshirt. <laughs> so that was one memory I had, you know. I uh you know I tell you what fandom I think I think becoming a fan of football and obviously a team can unite a lot of people on many different fronts what have you valued most about being a fan of the Denver Broncos and how you interact with other fans all across obviously the social media spectrum with Twitter Periscope Instagram Facebook how has uh, social media influenced your fandom well it definitely 
keeps you in the loop. I mean, that's for sure. And the Denver Broncos, they're, we're a passionate fan bunch. Um, so it's just it's easy to stay in the loop and get all the news and stuff like that. Um, at the same time, getting to know, you know, different fans across the world that um, that have the same interest in us. Well, you know, I, what were some questions? I was going to open it up for you a little bit before we got off air here. What were some questions that you wanted to ask me um, regarding the Broncos, anything Broncos, or even this weekend's game? I want to kind of gauge your thoughts on this weekend's big matchup, obviously Sunday here in a few days. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Against the Oakland Raiders, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask me? Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, getting back to this run game? I thought we got a, li- a little bit away from it um, last week. I just, I'm hoping we can get get back to that. What do you? Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, when I looked at the run game against the Buffalo Bills, the Broncos established it pretty well. I mean, Jamal Ch- Charles was running wild. C.J. Anderson had some big runs. Now, I think a little bit in the second half after the Denver Broncos found themselves down. And then obviously after that that kind of fadeaway throw that Trevor Simeon had that was intercepted, at that point, the Denver Broncos were forced to abandon the run game due to field position and being down by 10 points. I, I felt it was kind of hard to go back to that. But I also said at halftime, obviously when you were tied up at halftime with the Bills, go back and run the ball. The running, yeah. the running game is there. Keep running. So the Denver Broncos came out and they started throwing a lot more. And obviously penalties add up as well, especially on holds. Those things can always hurt you and, and limit your ability to obviously with a second and 20 due to a holding call. You can't have that because then you're backed up 20 yards. And a lot of times most teams have game plan that, OK, well, if we're in a, a down and distance with a long situation, I'd be aware of draw every time, especially on a second and 20 or second and 30. And then, uh, I mean, a third and 20. They The Buffalo Bills sniffed that out. That was one of the plays that they've seen worked. Obviously, we saw it work in the preseason with D'Angelo Henderson and Kyle Sloter against the Chicago Bears. It was a third and 20 play, and he just did a pretty much, he stepped back, gave the ball off on a draw. D'Angelo Henderson did the rest. A lot of teams are sniffing that out, especially with a guy like Jamal Charles, especially when we get in a situation where it is a third and 20, a second and 20. You're going to have your DBs playing off, and then everything's just keep everything in front of you, routing the ball. And I think the Buffalo Bills did a very good job at that. I would expect the Denver Broncos to go back and really rely heavily this week on the run game. You don't want to force your quarterback to throw more than he really needs to. Now, the the way that sets up the play action for the Denver Broncos is when you have a successful run game. And I think the Denver Broncos went away with that in the second half. Now, obviously, in red zone situations against the Buffalo Bills, and I felt like that really hurt them in terms of producing and, and finishing drives and being efficient. So when I go back and I watch the film, I, I do see a lot of missed opportunities, but I also see the need for the Denver Broncos to run the ball a lot more, especially with C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles, and obviously they're going to get Devontae Booker back this week. He's healthy. I don't really know how much we're going to see him in the rotation due to him not really getting any reps, but I'd almost say Jamal Charles has secured at least five or six more carries per game based on how he played against Buffalo. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, he was running like a wild man, so that was just... I was just wondering. I was confused, too. I, I, I thought they went away from it just a little too 
early, especially going in at halftime um, tied up, like you said. So I want to ask you a question about the defense. Obviously, when the Denver Broncos cut and released T.J. Ward at the safety position <laughs> this year, that was tough. That was tough all across the fan base. And I myself, yeah. it was, it, I was very upset about it. And the reason I was is because when I look at T.J. Ward, and I, I've seen when the Denver Broncos have been without him in the past, they've lacked this kind of leadership element on the field without him, and he was always in position to help on the run. Now, I know it's only been three weeks in the NFL season. I thought Justin Simmons week one actually did pretty fine, but in weeks two against Dallas – and obviously against the Buffalo Bills, I felt that he and safety Will Park struggled mightily against tight ends and slot receivers. What are your thoughts on Justin Simmons and the rook, and obviously the safety play? Obviously, with two young guys in their sophomore season, what are your thoughts on the Broncos' safety play right now, and where do you think they can improve? Yeah, I mean, talk about dagger to the heart. Uh, TJ was just the heart and soul of that Denver defense, in my personal opinion. Um, the first three weeks, I think, have been – you know, pretty good. Um, the run defense, like you said, uh, needs a little work. And I think Justin, you know, as, as time goes on, as he gets more experience with that no fly zone, um, I think he really will come around and, and be a star player for us. Okay, man. So I appreciate you for joining me here. One quick question before we get off air. I'm going to ask you, what is your score prediction? I, I don't normally do this, but what is your score prediction this weekend for the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders when they kick off on CBS? Tony Romo on the call. It's going to be a hyped-up game, divisional game. It's always going to be tough. What is your prediction for this game? Oh, let's see here. I'm going to say 27 to 17 Denver Broncos win. Awesome. And I, I envision a second I envision a special teams or secondary score in this game as well. That's my prediction as well. Obviously a Denver Broncos win would be nice. Denver Broncos have been playing well at home now. I think they gotta learn just how to play on the road and bring it together. Obviously this is the last game before you know you have a bye week coming up, which I think will be much needed. Get guys like Garrett Bowles to rest up a little bit. So Newt, I appreciate you so much for jumping on here. Locked on Broncos contest winner of the Lockdown Broncos contest. We're going to start doing a Fan Friday every single Friday right here, Lockdown Broncos. New, thank you so much. Yes, thank you very much, Cody. And I just want to say that you do very much sound like the Eastern version of Ian Rappaport. <laughs> I absolutely appreciate my man. It's, you know, it's been one thing. It's definitely something I, I really enjoy doing. I, I love talking football as much as I can, especially as a football coach myself. Football is a huge, huge area of my life. And, and as long as I get to share that with you guys as well and engage in feedback with you guys, that's the only thing that matters to me. So you guys make the show as fans, and I, I appreciate you guys that listen and are avid listeners. And if you want to be on Lockdown Broncos, for a fan Friday, reach out to me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL and at Lockdown Broncos. Newt, once again, thank you, my man, and we'll see you on here again. Yes, thank you. So there you have it. New scavenger joined me here today for Lockdown Broncos. He actually joined me last week. Finally got it going together, obviously, with the bye week in place. If you want to be on Fan Friday this Friday, be sure to tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL and at Lockdown Broncos. I'm very excited. Obviously, I don't like bye weeks because then I go crazy and I got to watch all these other teams, which I don't mind doing the extra homework with, watching our upcoming opponents as well as we prepare to take on the New York Giants on Sunday Night Football. Week 5, the Denver Broncos return on primetime 
time, NBC Sunday Night Football. We're just a week and a half away, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, tonight's episode of Locked On Broncos was brought to you by xbet.ag. Go over there now, stack your cash, and win big. This is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos.